Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our final hour here on a Monday in the capital city, and we're not going to waste any time. We're going to continue some baseball conversation. Uh, the Cubs Den, John Arguello is our guest. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hello, John. How are you, pal? Hey, I'm pretty good. How are you? We're doing just fine. Uh, let's kind of jump into this uh, with what the Cubs all of a sudden have done. Um, is it fair to say, have they flipped the switch a little bit? At least offensively, they have. Yeah, and their offense did come alive. I don't know if I believe in a switch uh, philosophy thing. I think this is just something uh, that they have to understand that they're going to have to grind out every day because teams are really going after them. They're going to give them they're the title holders out. Everybody's going to go after them with all they've got. Um, so I, I don't know if there's a, a, flip to, to, a switch to flip. But I definitely think the bats are starting to warm up. Uh, the defense is playing a little better. They were a little sloppy early in, in the year. And even the pitching seems to come uh, came around. I mean, Jake Arrieta pitched pretty well. Um, Kyle Hendricks pitched pretty well. So he's been pitching pretty well lately, actually, Kyle mm-hmm. Hendricks. So I think some of the things that we were expecting all along, they're just just starting to uh, to come about again where they're playing like we expected them to. Okay. Uh, but you do agree that everybody, with them, them being the defending World Series champion, everybody tries to show up with their best against them every game. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's very motivating to play the Cubs right now, um, as it is with any title team. And, um, you know, when you're the Brewers and you're a young up-and-coming team and you're kind of brash and, uh, you know, you, you want to be that next team that kind of comes from – uh, a rebuilding program from the bottom up, or of course, St. Louis Cardinals are always going to be a team that's going to take that rivalry very seriously, and and they don't like being the ones that were dethroned. The Yankees uh, was a tough team for the Cubs. They're a team with a lot of a lot of pride that looked to be on the rebound as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's um, there's a lot of teams out there that are uh, are pretty talented, and the Cubs are just going to have to uh, just kind of pick it up a little bit and realize that. Nobody's going to give this to them. They're going to have to work this day in, day out, every inning, every every pitch. John, uh, we see Jason Hayward. He comes back for Sunday off the DL. That means a bit of a roster crunch here. Uh, they face four lefties this week, so might be a possibility where we see even more Ian Happ. Uh, how important is this week in your mind for Ian Happ and his opportunity to stick up here? And they're going to have a lot of uh, moving positions to kind of find that bats for everybody. But a big week in your mind for Happ? Oh, absolutely. You know, he's already had a big week because I'm not sure they were planning on having him up this long. And um, they just wanted somebody there who could play a, a number of different positions, can play against lefties or righties as a switch hitter, and, um, you know, and, and just provide a little spark. He's got the approach that they need, they like. He's obviously got a little bit of power. Uh, he can run pretty well. So there's a lot of things he can do. He was a great guy to call up, and, and he's pretty much sparked him. But, it's, you know, now it's become a point where, how do you how do you bring them back down? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they play well with him there, and and uh, you know they can find places to play. Almora's he's not played poorly, and he's a great defender. But you know, Hap has kind of sparked him up there, and uh, you know, at second base, Baez has had kind of an up and down season, and Zobras has been hurt, and he's a little bit older after two long seasons for him. He may need some breaks, so there may be some places to move him around. I, I think he'll. Not only can he play all the outfield at second base, 
and, and I don't know if they're going to do this at the major league level, but I think he could play third base as well. Certainly has the arm for it, and uh, with all the footwork he practiced to learn second base, I think third base should be a little bit easier for him in that respect. What do you see of the struggling Kyle Schwarber? Right now he's hitting a buck eighty five. He's been he's below the Mendoza line. How do you get that guy going? Boy, I don't know. You know, there could be a number of different reasons. It could be just that he he really went a whole year without playing, and then he came up and and maybe maybe he was doing on adrenaline last year because he was still not one hundred percent healthy in the World Series, and you know he couldn't play the field yet, and he had. He'd only taken a few batting practice sessions. He played a couple games in Arizona. Then he came up and, you know, he became kind of a, one of the heroes of the World Series. And now, you know, it's a different story. It's a whole year. You don't have that same kind of, um, you know, uh, that short series with all that adrenaline pumping. And maybe it's just, you know, pitchers kind of understanding him more, working him. And uh, he's playing a new role as a leadoff hitter. And, and maybe that's kind of maybe changes mentality up there. Maybe he thinks he needs to be. Uh, try to replace Dexter Fowler when he's not that kind of player. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think at some point he's just going to have to realize he's, no matter where they put him in the lineup, he just has to be Kyle Schwarber. And, and uh, you know, he's going to take those big swings. He's going to hit home runs. He's going to work counts, but he's not, you know, he, he's not your typical leadoff guy. And I, I don't think you should try to be that. Well, Chris Bryant is uh, one guy that certainly has not been hit with the funk that a lot of these batters have. Uh, he continues to just pile up ridiculous numbers. When the contract extension comes, and we're still a few years away from that, you know, we've heard about Bryce Harper and upwards of $400, $500 million. Do you put Chris Bryant at that same kind of level when he's going to get that big, long contract? Yeah, I, I do and I don't. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is not taking anything away from Bryant as a player. It's simply a matter of age because uh, you know, Harper is going to be in his prime as a free agent, much like, excuse me, much like uh, Jason Hayward was where – Chris Bryant came up uh, a few years older than, uh, than than when Harper first came up, so I think maybe the age factor might tamper down the the, the length or the or the total amount of the contract, but probably not by much because he's such a good player and, and he contributes in all facets of the game. He's he's not just a great hitter; he's a great base runner. He's a much better defender than anybody ever thought he was going to be, mm-hmm. um, and, and he's just a great guy to have in the clubhouse. Here's just there's really no flaw you can find in him. And, and I think that even if maybe he's not going to be as young as Harper, I think he'll come close to that kind of contract because uh, of some of those intangibles and, and some of those, uh, you know, just he just brings something to a ball club that, you know, everybody gets along with him. He's the guy you want on your team. He kind of keeps loose all the time. The pressure doesn't seem to get to him. And, and um, yeah, I, I think he's going to get, he's going to challenge Harper, but, but I think if Harper goes and Bryant goes, I, and they both continue to play well, of course, and mm-hmm. are healthy, then I expect Harper to get a slightly bigger contract. Uh, yes. Uh, are you surpri- <laughs> are you surprised with the Brew Crew and the way that they're playing right now, having the first place spot in the Central Division? Yeah, I, actually, I am, and I'm not. I, I did write a little bit about them earlier, and I and I do like the young talent they have, most of which is still in the minors. So. They're still on the way up. This isn't just some team that came out of nowhere and getting fluke years from from players that we may never hear from them again. They're getting good years from some pretty good young players, and they have more on the way. I think the Brewers may well be the biggest threat down the road to the Cubs, at least for a window of time, because they don't have the resources to resign everybody. I mean, 
if they had Chris Bryant, we wouldn't even be having this discussion whether they could resign him. They wouldn't because he's just going to get so much money, and Milwaukee doesn't. You know, they don't have that kind of market. But for a few years, when these young guys start to come up and they get their six years of cost control, they're going to be a tough team. They're going to be. It wouldn't surprise me if it'd be the Cubs and the Brewers fighting things out in the NL Central rather than the Cardinals um, and the Pirates. I've said the same thing. That farm system looks really good, and, and they've done a nice job kind of piecing things together. The veterans have worked out very well. The Thames story is as fun as you're going to find it in baseball, and the future certainly looks good very uh, very much there. But I think the Cardinals fans' uh, ears might have perked up there when you left them out of the discussion. Is that throwing a little shade the Cardinals' <laughs> way there, John? Oh, yeah. I think sometimes I do that just a little bit. It's uh, it's all in good fun, though. I, I have a lot of good friends that are Cardinal fans, and, and they're all great. Uh, the ones I know are great fans. I know I know sometimes uh, they get made fun of uh, for a lot of things that happen in social media, but most Cardinal fans I know, they're great, and they're good, they're good baseball fans, and they have a good sense of humor about it, about the rivalry and everything. They don't take it quite so seriously. but So I, I like to do that for them, not so much the... Uh, those uh, cardinal, other kinds of cardinal fans. So it's just good fun. They're they're, uh, but they are a team that's you know doesn't have, maybe doesn't have the future, and, and that's in all seriousness because they don't. Their farm system isn't quite what it used to be. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same. Uh, you know, Jeff Lunau is now building up the Astros instead mm-hmm. of building up the Cardinals. Um, and you know, some of those players are getting a little older, but yet they, they do seem to find players here and there. I never like to count them out. But just from a purely objective point of view, I I think they're a team that, you know, they they might be sliding behind a little bit in time. And maybe I'll hear, maybe I'll hear about that. But, but that's what, uh, that's the way it looks to me right now. Well, John, uh, back to yesterday for a moment. Jake Arietta back out there on the bump. Very inconsistent throughout the year. The RA finally dips back below five. That's a good one. But, I mean, do we just have to kind of rejigger the way that we look at, Jake Arrieta as a pitcher where he's going to be solid, he's going to be all right, but he's certainly not an ace anymore. Do you think that can still come back for him? I I think we do have to kind of reconfigure because what we saw in his Cy Young uh, year in 2015 is unprecedented. It was historical. I mean, it was not something we should expect to see uh, year in and year out out of anybody unless you're named Bob Gibson or, or Don Drysdale or whatever, but Sandy Koufax, he's I mean, he had that kind of year, but he, uh, you know, he just doesn't have that kind of command to be that kind of pitcher consistently. We're going to see flashes of brilliance. So it might be something more like we saw from him last year, or maybe even the year before the Cy Young in 2014, where he can be brilliant at times. There are times where maybe he struggles a little bit and he battles, but he is a tough competitor. So even when he doesn't have it, like we saw moments in the, in the last game where he got into trouble and he's able to fight his way out of it. So. I think that's what we're going to expect. We're going to expect a guy who's going to kind of battle, you know, give you a lot of good innings. He's going to compete on every pitch, and then he's going to give you those moments of brilliance, those starts, maybe a run of starts where he's the best pitcher in baseball, and then fall back to where he was. I, I just don't see him being consistently as good as he was in 2015, but I think he can be a very good pitcher. John Arguello is our guest, the Cubs Den on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. John, when do you see the Cubs start to shop a little bit? Will they wait till we get to the trading deadline, or do you see things pick up even before? 
Yeah, that's that's a good question. I, I think the Cubs are the kind of team that are going to take any opportunity as soon as as one comes up. If somebody uh, you know kind of wants to beat the market and, and get some players at the mm-hmm. Cubs uh, that they want from the Cubs early, and the Cubs like the deal, and I can see a deal going down early. And I think the Cubs would rather make a trade from a position of strength rather than okay, now it's a deadline, we have to make a deal, or now one of our pitchers got hurt and we have to make a deal, and all of a sudden you lose a little bit of that leverage. I think if that deal is there early, I think they're going to take take it. <laughs> Excuse me. And I know that you know, teams are scouting the Cubs right now. They know the Cubs are going to be looking for pitching. Um, and, and, the, and, the, and the teams that are looking at the Cubs are probably going to be teams that are rebuilding themselves uh, and, and looking for uh, young players to, uh, you know, kind of just do what the Cubs did a couple of years ago. And the Cubs still have plenty left in their system to trade. So um, I expect to see uh, – a lot of scouts around Cubs minor league games and camp and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, if I had to guess, I, I could say I could see one going pretty early this year okay. before the trade deadline. Okay. Well, let's say we're talking blockbuster here. We're talking about <laughs> a big lost front line starting pitcher making their way over to Wrigley. Uh, of the young group, Javi Baez, Addison Russell, Kyle Schwarber, out of the Ian Happ. Who's the most expendable in your mind? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah that's, I'm going there, John. That's a tough question. <laughs> you know, I I don't even know how to answer that question because it, a lot of it depends on what other teams want. There's a lot of teams out there that love Ian Happ. There's teams out there that love Bias. I don't think Zobris is going to be a guy that's going to go. He's older, and, yep. and the only team that's going to want him is another contender, and, and the Cubs aren't going to do that. So uh, they're not going to trade with another contender. So, Zobris is going to be that guy who's around. So, Russell, I, I see him staying around as well. I mean, he plays shortstop um, just his defense alone, even though he's struggling a little bit. I think he's somebody that they want to keep around. It may come down to preference. You know, some teams might like Bias, some teams might like Hap. Um, maybe Almora now with Hap playing center field becomes uh, a guy that teams ask about. There's going to be guys in the minor leagues they ask about, like Eloy Jimenez and, and uh, pitchers like Dylan Cease. All of these guys are probably going to be, uh, you know, the, the guy, the kind of guys. If the Cubs are going to make a blockbuster for that cost-controlled frontline starter, then those are the kind of names we're going to start hearing. Interesting from from that standpoint. Do you think that here in Des Moines, the I Cubs are their top prospects there right now that would be part of deals? Well, I, you know, I mean, half. Is obviously not there anymore, but he would have been one. And then you have Candelario and Caratini and mm-hmm. Zagunas. I think they're more secondary pieces. They're good prospects. Okay, I think they're all capable of being major league starters, but um, they're not going to be the headliner. Well, they just sent Listella down, so I, would his name be in that or not? Tommy mm, Listella yeah, is not yeah. a good prospect. Yeah, he's, he's going to be someone who's kind of a part of a deal. Just of, part of a deal. A throw in. He's, yeah, like a back part of a deal. and. You know, we need a guy who could contribute a little bit right now. Uh, Listella is superfluous for you right now, so, uh, you know, maybe you throw him in. Um, but I don't think he's a major part of a deal. And I don't think they have anybody, I don't think they have a real headliner at Iowa, but they have plenty of major league players, and, and that has value, too, because the lower you go down in the system, you know, I, I mentioned a guy like Dylan Cease, who's an A-ball, who is probably a, a guy that teams will ask about. Not that the Cubs want to trade him, of course. They, they need pitching. But he's certainly a guy that teams will ask about. 
but he's also an able, and he's also got things to learn. So that makes him a big risk. And somebody like Candelario may not uh, have that kind of ceiling or that kind of upside, but he's pretty good now, and he's probably going to. He's got a very good likelihood of being a major leaguer. So if you're a team making a trade, you'd probably want a combination of both. You want your Candelarios and your Caratinis that are probably going to be major league players and probably starters. And then maybe you want to take a risk on some of those lower-level guys who might actually make your deal at the end by becoming the star of that, tra- that trade. John Arguello with the Cubs Den. Last thing for you, John, before we let you roll, Eddie Butler is one of the guys we saw mm-hmm. down here in Des Moines. Came up, uh, first start very solid. Second start wasn't awful. It just took him a ton of pitches to just get through three innings in that game on Friday. Uh, Long term, how are you viewing Eddie Butler after a couple of starts? You know, there's, there's a little bit of Arietta in there, and I know that name's been thrown around when we talk about him before, because he has so much movement on his pitches, and it really, it's really hard for someone to command that consistently. And I think, you know, there's, there's enough velocity there and enough movement where he can probably pretty much throw it down the middle and not worry about locating it so well and, and having the ball drift off the corners or uh, drift off the plate where they become balls, and then he starts getting the 3-2 counts, and he starts walking people and, it's not what you want him to get him to do. Um, you want him to get him in that mentality where he's got to trust his stuff, let them put it in play, because even when they do make contact, they're probably not going to hit it that hard because of the late movement. Um, and um, I, I think it's just going to take him some time to, to develop that confidence. He hasn't had a lot of con- uh, success at the major league level. And I th- Welcome back, everybody. We roll till the top of the hour at 3 o'clock. Jimmy BNTC. Well, we always do a little segment on... What's uh, you're going to uh, tap into tonight? And after what took place with the Celtics and Cavs, I'm definitely going to look this evening at Golden State and San Antonio. But to be honest with you, Trent, I don't see what happened last night happening tonight against Golden State. You know, we we talked about last night's game, and it's still it's baffling. Yeah, it is it, baffling. It still yeah. is as we've we've sit here and we've gone through it. We've talked about yeah. it. Yeah. It's just there. There's so many layers to it. But no, you're right. I mean, to to see something like that happening again, the way Golden State is playing, mm-hmm. the weapons that they have, all these different things, and just San Antonio's—they just got too many people hurt. Right, right. You know, Kawhi and Tony Park. David Lee is out. It's just, yeah, I I can't envision that. I can't either. I'll, I'll be honest. Last night, yeah, I didn't see the comeback. I only saw the last two minutes of the game last night. Oh, you didn't. Well, why am I going to watch that garbage anymore, Jim? I mean, <laughs> it's terrible basketball. It's unwatchable. Yeah, well, it's sixty six fifty at the half. I know. Right, yeah, sixty point lead. Yeah, I'm not wasting my time with that. I got too many things more important. <laughs> okay. than watching crappy NBA basketball. So yep. I didn't see the comeback. Oh man, you missed it. Then I, I missed it. Yeah, I missed it. But think of all the time that you've wasted, the limited time what? you have left on this year's playoffs of crappy games. That you've watched. They haven't been good. Right. But you have to remember that when I watch the game, I'm generally at the refreshment stand. You're always at the bar. And the hockey game is on right next to it. So, There's no hockey game last night. No, there wasn't last night. But fortunately, Boston made that miraculous comeback, so I was highly entertained. But generally, and even Charles Barkley said, thank God for the NHL playoffs. Although Pittsburgh scored yeah. seven. <laughs> well, it was three nothing. 
scored the it, first three it, goals in, I, in like three or four minutes. The same thing yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't have to watch this crap. Yeah, this is done, so you turn the hockey off, too. Right. <laughs> Seven to nothing in the hockey game. Penguins just uh, all of a sudden have just sprang to life. It's the best thing that could happen to the NHL because they do not want Ottawa right. in, the play, in the championship final. I mean, it's not just, I mean, that's a huge part of it, obviously, but Pittsburgh is a name brand. It is a name brand. It's not a huge market, but it is a brand. They're defending champions. You know, you kind of got those different pieces that work out You got some names on that team. Absolutely. It's, I mean, for for Ottawa, they don't have stars on that team. No. Carlson is a star, but nobody knows who he is. Yeah, because he plays in Ottawa. Yeah. So uh, tonight... You know, same kind of thing. I'll flip it yeah. on. Yeah, I know. I'll see. If there's a comeback, I'll probably miss it because I'm not going to be watching. <laughs> if Golden State gets up 20-25, I'm not going to stick watching it unless there's absolutely nothing else on. Right. I'm just not. Maybe I'll have it on in the background. I'll be doing other stuff. Sometimes that happens. And, and then you can kind of glimpse up, oh, there's a comeback Oh, yeah, somebody's but going. Yeah. That just wasn't the case for me last night. All right. And so you got, so what, let me, what's your, what was your thought process then? This is over. This is dumb. I'm not watching. <laughs> what was your thought process when you came back with only a couple of minutes left? Thought process was oh crap! What the hell happened? Yeah, well, and I was just excited that there was a good game. Oh well, yes, and was able to at least watch some entertaining basketball right. down the stretch. And, yes, you know as they kept making that comeback and kept coming back, and uh, you know Boston would hit him with the shot when J.R. Smith hit the three to tie. Yeah, they double LeBron who'd been awful in the second half. Yeah, he wasn't good at all. Awful. Had a terrible it, fourth quarter. Well, and not only that, it was the whole second half. Yeah, I mean, and he was passing up shots. It, it was. There's these odd moments that happen with LeBron. Mm-hmm. The biggest one was the Game 7, his last game in Cleveland before he left to Miami. Mm-hmm. That one where he just went in the shell. Yeah, he did. It looked like he had already checked out of Cleveland even before he pretty, checked out of Cleveland. Much, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it felt like in that game. But there's been all these odd moments that have cropped up. And a lot of people are using that for ammunition, the the whole Michael Jordan versus LeBron debate and the back and forth that happens there. And and I get that, but Michael had some clunkers, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like the guy was flawless every right, game he played. Right. It happens to every star player. It does. But with LeBron, it does it does feel a little bit different. I suppose. There, but maybe, Jordan had games where he'd go 8 of 33. Yeah. You know, and right. he'd still have 21, but he didn't play well, well and things yes, like that. Yep. But because LeBron is a different kind of player, he's not a guy that's going to take 33 shots when he's not shooting it well. Mm-hmm. He won't. No, no, he, he won't. Just won't no, do no, it. no, he'll give it up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he understands that, and he'll use his other things, that his other true. strengths, his yep. ability to get to the rim, kick out. He'll do that to try to make things go, mm-hmm. but he's not just going to be chucking up. Jordan, he'd keep chucking. Oh, yeah. He'd keep chucking. Yeah. For better or worse. Yeah, it, it's, the ball's going up. He would keep doing that. So there is a difference there. But it leads to these kind of moments where you look back, 11 points. Yeah. What was he doing? I know. How did he allow that to happen? How was Marcus Smart going off? Marcus Smart can't shoot. And he's hitting 7-3. He he did last night. Listen, I I like that kid the day that I saw him when he went through all of his flopping. and, And the Iowa State fans, I've never forgotten it. And I don't know if you happened to see that particular moment. The, before the game? Well, no, it was during the game. Well, they did before the game yeah, when, they, he, when yes. he was announced. Yes, yeah, they, they announced all his name and they all fell down. Yes, yeah, and yeah. then and then he was at the free throw line yeah. and they gave him the ball and they all fell down yeah. again. Yeah. It was one of the best routines I'd ever seen uh, from a student section. It, it was sensational. 
But look, we know Marcus Smart can play. Good player. But not like seven threes. No, no, not at all. That's but the one thing that I did notice, even during the first half when I was watching that part of it, is they looked better and I felt, you know, maybe maybe this could work. Yeah. Because Isaiah Thomas dominates the ball. He does so dominate the ball, correct. The ball movement was very good, but at the time it just felt like the way that Cleveland was shooting, mm-hmm. that there's just no shot. Well, the shots don't fall in the second, second half. Second half, and, and yeah. We saw what happened. But when J.R. Smith hit that three, they come back down. And, and what's what's that dork's name that hit the uh, long jump? Jerebko. Jerebko. <laughs> I don't think I don't think him not missing a shot and scoring in double figures. He's going to appreciate yeah, that, that you calling him a dork. That guy's garbage. Come on, <laughs> he had a nice moment, but come on, he hits that shot, and Kyrie comes down, hits the layup. Yeah, but after Jr. hit the three to tie it. Yes. Like, All right, Cleveland's winning. Yeah. I mean that that had to be the thought process for everybody short of a Celtics. Game. I would think so. Cleveland's still going to win this game, even as things have not gone well. But Boston came up with the answer each and every time, and then the shot at the horn. I know. It bounces. It must have hit every part of the rim before it fell in. There was no way that shot was going in. Avery Bradley hitting it, got the moving screen that he needed, and knocks down the shot to win it. The moving screen. Oh, it was a huge moving screen. I know it was. Um, It doesn't doesn't change our thoughts, though, does it? It doesn't change mine, I know. No, it doesn't change mine either. No, this is Golden State Cleveland. And look, I... I'd love to see the Spurs grab one. I mean, Golden State will go back and win it on their home court if indeed that took place. Because they've just kind of run off the rails. They made a little bit of a run, remember, in the last game, in the third quarter. Yeah. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, Golden State just took off on them. Uh, and that's and that's what the Warriors can do. We all know that. So you play with them for a quarter or so, and then they just list just leave you in the dust it's like a corvette uh racing a 1950 plymouth okay you're even when you begin and then it's all over <laughs> durant's been crazy good yeah you know he turned it over a bunch but he's been shooting so well uh, and it, it kind of leads to when we get to that point can cleveland beat golden state this golden state team I understand Golden State's not deep. They don't have the same depth that they've had the last That is years. correct, yes. And in order to get Durant, that was a part of it, what kind of they had to give up yeah. in order to get that, and that is in terms of depth. But it is so difficult. Uh, beating this team four times in a seven-game series, I, I still don't see it. And and that weirdness that happened with LeBron jumped up again. So we'll see. We'll get to that point. But uh, for tonight... Yeah, a chance to finish things off. Right. I'm more interested in the hockey tonight. I, I was just going to say, are yeah. you going to are you going to watch because the game is in Nashville? Yep. And they have never ever the Nashville Predators been to the Stanley Cup Finals. Can you imagine? Every country star is going to be at that hockey game. Who's your favorite country star, Jimmy B? Oh man, it used to be yeah, Gretchen Wilson and Big and Rich. Oh, good God. Yeah, used to be. Big and rich. They're yeah. awful. What? Those dudes awful. rock. What? Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yeah, awful. Well, I'm coming to your city. Oh, I know the songs. You they're, know the songs. They're awful. What? Good God, Jim. I thought you had good taste in music at the very least. Those dudes rock. They've made millions and well, millions of dollars. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean they're good. Plenty of awful what? talented talents have uh, made lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> Big and rich. That's who I liked. Wow. 
Because I liked them because they rocked. They had that rapper dude as well. Yeah, that's that's not country music. It's not? No, that's some kind of combination of rap country garbage. (laughs) That's country to me. Awful country music. Okay, how about if I... uh, Oh, there's a guy. Um, Oh, what's his name? Oh, I can see it. Uh... I'll think of it in in a, in a minute, but I really liked him. He was a piano player. I mean, I thought I figured you'd be going. Give me something. Go Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. Oh well, this is I the, like. I this like. This is the time where you, you can go talking, old. I thought you were talking just recently. No, this is. This oh, is I've the time always you, been a Johnny Cash fan. Okay, this is the time yeah. you can go old, and I actually would agree with oh, you for once. Okay, no, I'm always. Yeah, give on. me an old reference. Give me a George Jones. I'm not. You doing, come up with I'm big and doing, rich. I'm not doing George Jones. I what? thought you wanted something like in this century. So no, I everybody's no, a Johnny country music. Everybody's a Johnny Cash fan. Right, right. Go old school. If you're gonna go country music, go old school with me. I could go really old school. Let's see it. What do you got? I got Justin Tubb. Justin Tubb. Yeah. All right. Old I don't school. know it. Way old school. Way old school. Hank Williams Senior. Not not that junior. Oh, there's a mo- tear yes, in my beer. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's see? the stuff. That's the stuff. That's what I grew up with. Sitting in the truck oh, with Grandpa. Man. Oh, Listen to Old man. Country when the Twins Rocky games top, on. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yes, yes. Now you're talking. Oh, my God. Give me some of that. Not, oh. Not big and rich. I'm just saying. That's... Jimmy B. <laughs> I, 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 thought I'd, I thought I'd at least give you something that you knew. I didn't know that you would know. You mean you're I'm sitting in the school. truck? You're old school on I'm country? I'm old on country. I'm not a country music fan. Okay. I, I will tell you that much. I... When everybody, like, when Garth, you know, made his... Yeah, his big run. During the 90s. Yeah. I mean, everybody loved Garth. And I was, eh, I, I liked rap at the time, so... Okay. I, I was the oddity of Osage, certainly, as you can imagine. White guy loving rap yes. in Osage. Yeah, Got yeah. it. There, there weren't a whole lot of us. I was us. just going to say. <laughs> there weren't a whole lot did of us. Did you carry the boom box on your shoulder? Of course I did. In fact, I got a picture of that. I gotta, I'll got see if my mom can uh, bring that oh, one up. Uh, yeah. That'd be great. You'll like that. Oh, I that'd... got a new boom box for like my seventh birthday, and I had, oh, what did I probably have? And they're Beastie Boys, and I'm pumping away <laughs> with the boom box out of the shoulder. All right. We, all right. Old, old, old school to, uh country would you go merle haggard the yes, outlaw yes okay. yeah i like merle haggard okay yeah. all right that's the stuff i'm talking okay. about okay all right big and rich i'm just saying <laughs> you always rag on me because i bring up some I obscure know, name, I know. So that's, I that's why to, i was baffled i tried to be like somewhat current <laughs> dirks bentley you want to go dirks bentley dirks with bentley me? for the new isn't isn't my least favorite i'll say that i i don't like much of the new country yeah i think it's too poppy you too know? poppy? Yeah. Okay, it's not country I, enough I want to hear you. country. I want to hear the... I dreamed my dog died yes, down yeah, by that, the that's, river. That's country music. I had me. six beers and he did too. But uh, I have been to a couple Garth concerts in yeah. the last few okay. years. Yeah, okay, yeah. They're fun. It. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah, he's, a, he's awesome. And the Thunder Rolls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. See, this is terrible. I mean, you mentioned an artist. I know the freaking song. Well, of course. That's terrible. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I, look, I'm... I'm I'm spoiling my image as a dude. <laughs> it's not spoiled, Jimmy B. I, I've killed that thing many moons ago. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So back to what we're we're talking hockey. Yes, we were. Yes, Nashville. How about that's, that how, it, that's how it came up. A hard turn because we were in. Have Have you been to Nashville ever? You that's did. Where we you went did. Last yes. summer. Yeah, that was our family vacation okay. last summer. All right. Did you Did you, you Did you go to the old building, mm-hmm. the Grand Old Opry? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Unbelievable place. Yeah. I would love to live in Nashville. 
Oh, it's a great city. Yeah, it is. It, it great really is. City. Yep. A lot I've of been fun. there many times. Ton of things to do. Yes. Downtown area is great. Yes, it you is. can walk everywhere. Yep. Professional sports, obviously. I mean, yes. it has kind of everything that, that you're looking Got for. Got hockey and uh, football. Right. Not too big. Nope. College sports matter there. We know they how do. big Tennessee is. Right. Vanderbilt's Van- Vandy, there. Vandy is there. Belmont's there. If yes. you're a college basketball That's it. fan. Being me, I'd probably you know get season tickets to that because I'm cheap. You know, yeah. <laughs> that'd be up my road. <laughs> but no, what no. a great city that is! And uh, yeah, tonight a chance to clinch. Yeah, do they get it done? I think so. You do. Yeah, you're I, a believer. I, I really, I am a believer. I think Pecorino and goal mm-hmm. is going to like, as they say, stand on his head, mm-hmm. hockey term. And I think that for the first time in the franchise history, the Nashville Predators will enter the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, and they came back in, uh, they're down one nothing on Saturday. They were against the Ducks. And uh, came back, and they, they played incredible. They played well. great. On the road, I was very impressed by yes. that. I'm going to go with you here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go chalk. I've, I've done a good job in hockey of, uh, oh, of playing of, the uh, back making and a forth. dollar yeah, here and yeah, there. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go chalk on this one. Uh, feeling pretty good about that one. I'm with Nashville tonight. How about Buck Owens? You were a Buck Owens Buck fan? Owens, there's a good name. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, Jimmy B, we actually got some baseball here on a Monday, too, yeah. to uh, look forward to. So the NBA's a blood. If the hockey game sucks, well, it'll end by 930 as well. So looking for something so later you got, on. So you got options. Yes. Cubs home again. Yes. After one game was rained out on Saturday. Come back after losing Friday to the Brewers. They mm-hmm. hit them yesterday in a, a big effort there. Got Lackey on the mound against the, the Giants. and Well, it's the Giants in name only. Uh, this is a bad this, this a bad. this is a bad Giants team. You're right. right. It o- is. Offensively, they've been incredibly poor. You know, they, they're, they're playing better. Yeah. But it's not the same team that you're used to seeing out no, from, no. A, from the West Coast. Ty Block is the kid that's starting tonight for the Giants. Do you know anything about him? He, he doesn't, he's not overpowering. Okay. He doesn't strike people out. It oh. is a pitch to contact kind of guy. Gotcha. And he's got to hope that the defense is good. Uh, this is a guy I think the Cubs are going to beat around pretty well tonight. Uh, like them, Lackey. You never know anymore what you're going to get out of Lackey, though. You know, that's the part where is it good Lackey, is it bad Lackey? Mm-hmm. At this point in his career, the consistency just isn't there. There's some nights where it isn't there, and he has to be so pinpoint anymore. Lost a couple of miles an hour. That snap on the breaking ball right. isn't quite the same. He's got to be pretty precise. Uh, in fact, if you're looking for a wager tonight, might look at that over, over. The over under is ten tonight. That's your. Uh, that's where that's I'm your looking play on that here. One. So I'm giving you a couple of picks. I'm giving you Nashville. Okay. I'm giving the over in the Cubs Giants. Is there game a tonight. line on Nashville? Do you happen to have that by chance? Because uh, hockey they do a little different. Well, yeah, you can just bet, bet, bet strictly the money line. Right. They're minus one forty. Oh, are they? Okay. Yep. You can do the puck line where you lay one and a half. Yes, you can do that. Yeah, I don't like doing. Certainly not. I don't like doing that in playoff hockey. Oh, you don't? No, okay. No, I stay away from that. Regular season, if I uh, dabble, I'll do that from time to time. But yeah, not very often. During, okay. During the regular season, uh, my Twins are out in Baltimore. They are. So they'll play the Orioles tonight. A couple of bad pitchers, Ubaldo. For the Baltimore Orioles and uh, Kyle Gibson. That over-under is also 10. Woo. Eh, maybe look at that one, too. Uh-huh. You're playing some totals. I Sometimes I get in trouble. I get too crazy on totals, though. That's when I fall into deep water. So I'll probably be <laughs> staying away from that one. Uh, Kansas City, they're out at Yankee Stadium. That'll yep. be an early 6.05 start, so you're looking at something right at 6 o'clock. A lot of people, you get off work, you I have might dinner. Ta- I'll sample that yeah. until the other stuff begins. Right. Start off with that. You got that going on. And uh, late night, you get the White Sox, That's too. it. They're out at Arizona. Arizona, yep. The uh, White Sox have 
Uh, and Grinky's on the mound for right, the Diamondbacks. Right. So if Grinky's pitching, yeah. I will probably look in on that. So pretty good night of baseball. Yeah, it's overall. not bad. Can't can't complain too much about it. So got that. I mean, we made it another week and another week where the Twins are in first place. They are. I, are you still stunned? Oh, of course. <laughs> I still am. But the the best thing about this is the emergence of Jose Barrios. Yes. What he did last week goes into the eighth inning, strikes out 11. You know, his first start against Cleveland, which had been a week ago Saturday, got into trouble a couple of times, but you could tell he was very dedicated to what the staff, what people had talked to him about of how he's going to be able to survive at the major league level. And it was not worrying too much about being too fine. He was up there, and he was just using his good stuff, but right. didn't strike out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. He had the defense help him out. And then in the game Thursday night, it was... Him just up there doing his thing. I mean, yeah. he's busting people in. He's going, Carlos Gonzalez. Carlos Gonzalez is a good player. He's uh-huh. not what he was you know, when he's win- going to All-Star games all the time for the Rockies three, four years ago. But he went up one time, and he saw early in the game that Carlos Gonzalez was struggling with the high fastball. Sure. And he just went up there three times, pop, pop, pop. High fastball, 94th, blew by him each and every time. I mean, for a young guy at 22 to come up and have that much confidence in your ability— the kid is unbelievably talented, and now you have that guy to go with your veterans, Irvin Santana, though he's regressing back. We knew he wasn't going to have an ERA what all year, but he's still a very solid pitcher. Hector Santiago, another veteran. You throw Barrios in there, too, you really got something. You know, The bullpen has been pretty solid. The veterans haven't been good, but the young guys have been all right. Mm-hmm. And we even last year, they could score, and that's continuing this year. You put all that together with the defense— Maybe they can. I don't expect them to hang around, at least for the division. But look around. Look around the whole American League. Probably Baltimore Yankees, you figure both those teams are solid enough that want to win the division. The other ones. You're not going to put there. Boston in there as well? well or are Bo- you falling they, they, out no, on no, Boston? No, 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 no. Okay. They'll, they'll be there too. But I'm just saying, in terms of maybe that second wild card. Oh, okay. Where you go. 84 and 78, 85 and 77. Sure. Maybe that's enough to nab that second wild card, and then it's just about getting in. Right. And we've seen that too many times in baseball now. You get in, you get hot, you get a couple of hot pitchers, bats come alive, you can make a run. So that's all it is. I'm starting to lean in that direction. As we've passed the quarter point now of the season, maybe this team can hang around. I don't have a lot of confidence, just a little bit of confidence in the Twins. Okay. Cubs, for them, kind of their quarter point look. They're just doing what we thought that they would start to do. Bats are starting to come alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they swung it. And look, once the bats really start to get going, they're going to get going. And they will win games, what, 13 to Mm 6. So, uh, you know, at least you got, what, six innings out of Jake Arrieta? And he was solid in those six innings? You know, the pitching will start to come around yeah, again. That's good to see. So, uh, yeah, they need so I'm not, as we said before, just relax, okay? This is no big deal here. Cardinals, they uh, hit the skids for a little bit, finally ended the bleeding last uh, yesterday, yesterday afternoon yeah. with that win against the Giants, but they lost four in a row before that mm-hmm. one. They're going to be solid. They're going to win probably in that 84, 83 to 87 games, right in that range. I don't think it'll be good enough to win the division, but they're going to be in the wild card hunt. The Brewers, are, are, is it time to 
believe in them a little bit more? Are we still <sighs> look. They they got one the other day from the Cubs yeah, at Wrigley. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like they're playing terrible. They're seven and three in their last ten. Braun is uh, back up. Yeah. He played yesterday after being on the DL for ten games. They got some veterans in that staff. They'll be an interesting team to watch. Yeah, I think so. Their farm system is very good. We've seen some of the young guys come up and play well. And you couple that with the strong farm system. You know, if they're hovering right around 500, though, come mid July, mm-hmm. do you make a move to try to put you over the hump and get you the playoffs? Or do you say, hey, we got a plan here. It's about the long term sustainability of our franchise. And we want to be the team over the next three, four years that can challenge the Cubs. Do we hold off, maybe even sell a couple of our veteran pre- presences? go that route and say we're going to make a run at this in 2018. I, I think that's the sane route because even this team getting in, they don't have that top-flight pitcher. Mm-hmm. They don't have the shutdown guy. Even though they're good offensively, I just don't see that as a team that can do a whole lot in the playoffs. I think it makes sense, even if you're around 500 trade right. deadline time, sell a couple pieces, get a little bit more, keep building up that farm system, and then make a run at it over the next three or four years against the Cubs. You know, I switched around a little bit yesterday, and this will sound stupid, but (laughs) coming from me, I mean, what else is new? Uh, I am going to see if I can watch a little bit because it starts early tonight at 6 o'clock, the L.A. Angels at Tampa Bay. (laughs) No, I want You know me. I'm a player's guy. Yeah. I want to watch Mike Trout. Oh, okay. The dude is hitting three fifty and has 14 home runs already. This just he is, he's good. He is just absolutely ripping it right now, and it's worth the price of admission just to see him. And you know, I I don't mind the Angels being decent. You know what I'm saying? Just yes. Because of Mike Trout, you know, you want to see yeah, him in a big moment. Yes, you want I to do. see him in the playoffs, and we haven't yeah, seen that the last right. couple of years because well, the team around him has been just so bad. So yeah, I don't mind the Angels, and yeah, that's not a bad idea. Just because Trout late at night, a lot of time you you just forget you don't to even see flip it. it on. Right. Whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you flip on MLB Network and you'll see in a bat every once in a while, but it's just, it's not the same. Right. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. I might sample that. Yeah. Cause he'll be up right away. Right. Uh, we just mentioned the Trout's hitting 350. Uh, on the East Coast, that other all star guy who we say are the two best players, Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. hitting 349. It's not bad. I'd say that's pretty good race right now. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Well, Jimmy B, we will talk about all that and more coming up on tomorrow's show. Got Alex Halstead stopping by. We will talk with him about the latest news that we talked about earlier today. Uh, McNeil. Yeah. Uh, What an odd situation. That's a strange story. Yeah. No coaching change. When we see freshmen, kids are going to be freshmen. Yeah. Ask for their release. Mm -hmm. It is normally... Well, coaching change happened. Right. Something changed. Something happened. Yes. Nothing changed. Nothing changed here. here. Yeah. It's and and Steve Prome, like only a few days prior to that, on their little caravan thing that they're doing, was praising Darius McNeil. Yes. Yeah. And what a what a what how he thought the guy was going to be an impact player. So we'll get into that with Alex. We'll uh, talk about last week. We talked about the Trevor Downing commitment. Right. Uh, we'll get his thoughts. Haven't had a chance to talk to him since then. They've had a couple of other uh, commitments on football. So a lot of recruiting going on. That's starting to ramp up as we get into the summer months. We'll do that with Alex tomorrow. If you missed any portion of the show, you can also go back and check it out 
on our podcast page over at 1700kbgg.com. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. There's a good one. I'm I like just, Dolly. I'm just yeah. going to start yelling them out at you. And, and uh, good to hear. We had Rick Heller on today, yeah. the Iowa baseball coach. Yeah, get ready. good stuff. Wednesday night is when they open up Big Ten tournament play against Maryland. So good to hear from him. Again, you can check all that out over on our pad- podcast page. We will do it again tomorrow starting at noon. Have a good afternoon, everybody.